Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Happy draft day to the people. It is draft day. We are here as we are recording right now. There are There is three minutes left on the clock for the Detroit Lions to make their pick. Word has come out from Adam Schefter of ESPN that unless something unusual happens, Detroit is expected to hold on to their pick and make their pick. The key there is that we are pretty sure that Detroit is not looking to take a quarterback in this draft, which means that a team that is... Are we pretty sure? We're pretty confident. We're reasonably confident that Detroit isn't going to draft a QB, but... I don't feel reasonably. At any rate, (laughs) um, that means that there is not a team that is very clearly in need of a quarterback jumping jumping ahead of the Dolphins to potentially take the the next quarterback off the draft as we're recording... At number three, anyway. At number three. Right. We, We know right now that Cincinnati has taken Joe Burrow and Washington has taken Chase Young. We're two minutes away from hearing what the Detroit Lions do with their pick. So. Oh, the pick is in. The pick is in. The pick is in. So we're going to be uh, staying tuned here. Oh, this is a God. very exciting This is either time. great or horrible. This could be a really great moment for us or a really bad moment for us as we are. Like we said, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this live as, as it happens. So you're getting our reactions in real time. We're waiting to find out who the Lions pick is. Hopefully it is somebody like Jeffrey Akuda or something like that. Um, and we, we find out that the, that Tua and Justin Herbert are still going to be on the board at, uh, at number five. So uh, I'm just waiting for ESPN to head over to Adam Schefter or uh, to Roger Goodell rather, and uh, from there we will know who the Lions have picked, and you'll and you'll hear it. Best, case, sure. best case scenario is they took Okuda or Simmons. That's right. Uh, if 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 you are a fan of either Herbert or Tua, and you're fine with the Dolphins taking either. Then, if Detroit doesn't take a quarterback here, you're guaranteed, if you're Miami, to get one of those guys. And, if you're looking to get an offensive lineman later in the first round, then the fewer offensive linemen that come off right now, the better. So, the best thing that could happen is Detroit taking uh, either uh, Okuda or Simmons or, you know, going completely off the wall and taking, like, you know, a receiver or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not a quarterback or an offensive line. Here we go. Uh, here it is. Here we go. Yes! 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 Let's go! The Lions pick Okuda. That means there's still an offensive lineman on the board, and it means that unless the Giants go completely off the rails, Tua Tungavailoa is going to be available at number five for your Miami Dolphins. Let's go, baby! Hell yes! Look, we have waited a year and a half (laughs) for, for this scenario. We've accrued all these picks. Now, look, there's still the opportunity. Now you've got to worry. A year and a half. We've been waiting since Dan Marino retired. Well, yes, yes. But I mean, there there have been people that have thought, you know, well, you know, we're going to get 
Peyton Manning or, you know, uh, Ryan Tannehill is the answer. You know, we've had those people, you know, over the past decade plus. So you can't be too sure. Uh, but we're, we're seven minutes away from finding out if the Dolphins are going to have the opportunity to draft Tua. This oh, is exciting. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I am. Very so, excited here. We're, we're, I think so, we're pretty sure that the Giants are going to be taking one of the top uh, tackles on the board. Well, the question is, is that now those teams that are below Miami, the Chargers, the Jaguars, uh, those teams that, that are below Miami, are if they want Tua or maybe they want Herbert. <laughs> you know, because the Dolphins, we're not even clear right now who the Dolphins actually favor. I'm pretty sure that they, that we favor Tua. Uh, but there have been smoke screens for, you know, about every one of these players uh, that the Dolphins may or may not be interested in. If one of these teams wants Herbert or Tua, they may want to trade up a couple of spots. The Giants, uh, are in a pretty good op- uh, situation right now. If they want to go offensive line, there's a few different offensive linemen that they could potentially go after. That puts them in a logical spot. That's a good spot to trade out of. Um, so uh, even though we know that the Giants don't need a quarterback because they drafted Daniel Jones and for some reason seem happy with him. Uh, for some reason. For some reason. Uh, they... You cannot be sure right now uh, that there aren't. I, 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 if there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that their phone is ringing. Yes, I, I think that's <laughs> that's likely. And you know, there is probably exists a world in which the Dolphins are one of the teams that's calling. Absolutely, because, because they, certainly look, the Dolphins it, don't want to find themselves getting jumped by somebody at this point. Right, and and the other thing that could be happening right now is that the Giants could be calling the Dolphins. The Giants could be calling the Dolphins and saying, hey, uh, the Chargers are offering us next year's first round pick to move up to four. Or the Chargers are offering us this year's second round pick. And, well, obviously the, the pick exchange plus next year's second round pick and, and and this year's second round pick to move up two spots to get ahead of Miami. And the Dolphins... You know, if they tell that to the Dolphins, whether that's true or not, do the Dolphins budge? This is the ultimate poker match. Uh, nobody knows. And so this is, this is a tense moment. Yeah. It's really amazing. And it's, it's really incredible to think about. This is something that we have been, uh, anticipating for a very long time. As you mentioned in your draft preview show, this draft is one of, if not the most consequential draft in Miami Dolphins history. Uh, you know, short of drafting Dan Marino, this is the moment we have seen with the lost couple of decades since Dan Marino retired. This team has not had that leadership guy. They have not had that man at quarterback to carry this team through the tough times. They, they've had a lot of stopgap quarterbacks and, uh, you know, at some good talent, slightly above average NFL quarterbacks, but they have not had the guy, the alpha male, the guy that was going to lead them to glory. And as the Dolphins have spent the last two decades outside of the playoffs and, well, and almost entirely outside of the playoffs, except for one appearance in 2008, this is a team that 
has needed a quarterback. And we are now just a, a few minutes away from finding out who that quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who everybody has been thinking about since the end of the 2018 season? Since the end of that 2018 season, it has been leading to this moment where the Dolphins were going to get Tua. And we had all of these fears that winning too many games in 2019 was going to cost this team their, their chance. Well, Tua ended up having that injury. His draft stock dropped. And now there we are very, very likely looking at a scenario where he is going to be on the board at five for the Dolphins to take. Unless, well, let me ask you a question. Unless in the last two minutes and 38 seconds left on the Giants' clock, the Giants decide to make a trade. Well, let me ask you a question because, the you know, I've recorded several of these shows leading up to the draft, so everybody knows where I'm at. I'm fully Team Tua. I don't even really like Herbert. Uh, if, if, if Tua goes and the Dolphins... Are at five and Herbert's on the board. I'm not even certain that I take Herbert at number five. I probably don't. I probably, uh, either take the best offensive lineman or I try to trade down. Uh, I probably take the, or, or maybe Jeffrey Simmons, uh, depending on, you know, because I guess if number four is Tua, then Simmons would be available. Um, but how do you feel about Justin Herbert? Are you comfortable if if two, if Tua goes, or if we have the choice between Tua and, and Herbert, where do you stand? He's really not a guy that I have thought too highly of. Um, I, I think he has significant accuracy issues, and, and we've seen that before. He, he reminds me a lot of Ryan Tannehill. He's, yep. he's a tough guy. He's a strong guy. He has a big arm and the ability to air it out, but he doesn't, you know, the ability to bear down when the game gets tough, the ability to sort of make adjustments on the fly and the available and the ability to just make an accurate pass under pressure is not something that he possesses in spades. And it's like, we've already been down that route as the Miami Dolphins. We are, we are at a place where we need to find that elite quarterback. The Giants pick is in, Brain. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So that means they're taking the pick. That means they're that means taking they the made pick. The so, so, uh, barring them un- unexpectedly, you know, shocking the world and taking a quarterback, that means we literally have the choice of Tua or Herbert or the field. And there's only one choice to make, in my opinion. But we're gonna we're gonna be there in a second. Let's we're just waiting to see do. Roger Goodell to see who it is that the Giants have taken. ESPN is doing this horribly painful thing where we find out that the pick is in, and then they vamp for another minute or two before they decide to go to Goodell. To, to make the announcement. So we're, we're waiting. They're showing us the giant, the basically the self-destruction of the New York Giants right now. Uh, Odell Beckham and Pat Shermer and Eli Manning. Just get to their pick. Tell us who they picked and, uh, let's, let's go. Let's get to it. This is, this is monumental. Been waiting for this for a really long time. I mean, even when the Dolphins picked Ryan Tannehill was the last quarterback they picked in the first round. It was not a pick that filled a lot of people with excitement. No, a lot of people had their doubts about Tannehill. Uh, a lot of people said that that was a reach when we took Tannehill. Um, I would say at this point in his career, I mean, he's proven to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, so it's hard to say that it was like a terrible pick. Uh, but he clearly, he was not a franchise quarterback, at least not for us definitively 
for for a really long for a, for a significant length of time, and so because of that, I would say most people would say that that was uh, not a great pick. I'd, I'd say that ultimately, I, if I was to regrade that pick now, I would say it was a C. Yeah, yeah, it, which has been the which has basically been the problem with the Dolphins for the past twenty some odd years is that our drafts have have typically been a C. Yeah. And that's why we've typically been, you know, between six and 10 and 10 and six and been the same old Dolphins. Right. Which has been the reason that you've been so hard on Chris Greer ever since he, he took over. You know, a lot of people really excited about it and optimistically so, but let's find out who the Giants have picked here, Brian. Let's, let's go down to Roger Goodell and, and find out what's happening. And we'll, we'll continue this conversation about Chris Greer here in just a moment, unless maybe they're having some, Difficulties at ESPN. Here oh, he is. here we go. Here he is. With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Andrew Thomas. Oh, yes! here we go! Here we go! The Giants pick Andrew Thomas. It's right there. It's Tua or Herbert. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be one of those guys, unless this team goes completely off the rails. It's either Tua or Herbert. It's going to be either a moment of celebration or a moment of absolute heartbreak. Because I think the only logical thing here is for the Dolphins to make their pick. There's no way the Dolphins are trading out of this pick unless they've decided somehow that they like Jordan Love better than anybody else. Um, And so this is it. All week long, there's been obfuscation. There's been smokescreen after smokescreen. And now, here we are in the moment. We're six and a half minutes or less away from the Miami Dolphins finally choosing their franchise quarterback. And I, I am just super pumped up. I've had a couple of drinks already. So I'm in, I'm in a really good place right now <laughs> with six minutes to go on the clock. Uh, brain. Where, where, what are you feeling right now with, with, with mere moments away from this enormous, monumental pick? Perhaps the most important pick the Miami Dolphins have made in don't 35 years. <laughs> don't, don't fuck it up. <laughs> please, please do not mess Just this up. Just get this right, Miami. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. This goodness. is too, for, can I, can I just say this? If they take Tua right here, I am completely absolving Chris Greer because this has been a masterful, masterful job of smoke screens, talking Tua down, talking Justin Herbert up, all of these scenarios, keeping everybody guessing. If the Dolphins manage to stay at number five and get their guy, this is a masterful job by... uh by Chris Greer. Now, I'll tell you this much. I, I realize that you've got to do your due diligence here and you've got to be answering phone calls and, and, and all that good stuff. But does it take, it doesn't take me more than 20 seconds to put my pick in right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, everybody's got to do their due diligence. They got to do it right. Go through the process. Everybody's in different places. They got to make all the phone calls. They got to, you know, they got to connect all the dots, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, make sure everything is done exactly correct. And that when that card gets to Roger Goodell, that they are making the pick that they truly want 
to make. And this is it. This is the big step here that is going to propel this organization forward. This isn't the only piece, right? This is not the only piece that the Dolphins need to pick up in this draft. We know that. However, this is the vital piece, the piece that they have been missing for 20 years since Dan Marino walked away. This is the piece that this team has been missing. So now we're under four minutes left on the clock to the Dolphins to make this pick. This is, it's just, this is it. This, you know, to, to quote the incredible uh, musical composer, Frank Wildhorn, this is the moment. He, two is not on his phone. He's got his phone in his hand. We don't know that's a live but shot. Look at his, look at, look at, look at his uh, parents' shirts. They got aqua in them. They do. That's interesting. I see some aqua. We don't know that that's a live shot of Tua in Alabama. It may have been taken before. It might not be live just at the moment uh, with three minutes to go. He's looking a little upset. Here's Brian Flores with his two boys. They're hanging out, waiting for that pick to come in. I swear, I swear if this team blows it, I I, uh, I can't deal with it. <laughs> so three minutes to go. And we're just sort of vamping now. We're just waiting for that moment where they say the pick is in. Chris Greer is sitting, sitting, looking up at the screen. He looks pretty relaxed. He looks pretty calm. It's, it's all gone. You know, it's all gone according to plan for him. He's done a really great job of, of keeping people off balance and, and making people second guess. The pick is in, Brain. Oh my God. The pick is in. Here we go. Now we're going to find out it is the moment of truth. Who are the Dolphins going to draft? Is it, is it going to happen? Is it going to be Tua? Is it going to be Justin Herbert? Are we going to be happy or are we going to be sad? We're going to find out in mere moments. Oh, my gosh. Need to take a drink. Here, I'll let you guys hear what I'm drinking. Here's an audio medium. The funny oh thing is goodness. that as you all are listening to this, you already know what happens. So you're now just waiting for a reaction. But... Regardless, here we oh, go. Goodness. Here we go. I am. Uh, Tua, I am. Tua, Tua. I am super, super, super nervous. I'm pacing. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm not pacing. I'm sitting in my chair, but I'm, my knee is going up and down. <laughs> I, if the Dolphins, you know what's sad about our franchise? If the Dolphins take Tua right now, it's the most excited I've ever been as a Dolphins fan. Isn't that something? <laughs> isn't that something? like the only? Com- comp that I have that I legitimately have for this is us beating the Colts in that playoff 2001. Game, which yeah which is our last playoff victory but honestly even then I knew that we weren't going to win the Super Bowl right. that year so it was like exciting because it meant progress but it really you know like I knew our season was going to end either the next week or the following week yep this, this could be the this could this, be the first. Step this is the, like you were talking about. We haven't had, uh, you know, aside from drafting Dan Marino, this literally is our chance to draft the next Dan Marino. Here it is. In that the this is our is chance to get the franchise quarterback for the next fifteen years. Here we go. Let's see who the pick is. Here again, this is the first of their three picks in the first round, and uh, there's still about. Seven minutes to go. Oh wait, we're hearing it now. The pick is in. Here we go. go wait, Trey, here we go. Behind. It's time. With the fifth pick in the 
Yes! Yes! They did it! They didn't screw it up! Yes! Yes! They didn't screw it up! Come on! Yeah! Oh! Oh! There it is, folks! The Miami Dolphins have finally done it right! They have drafted Tua Tungavailoa. He's coming to Miami. The wait is over. The speculation is over. They did it. <laughs> Unbelievable. And all right. So, look, I've been really hard on Chris Greer. Well fucking done. Well done. I'm sorry for cursing. I might get reprimanded for <laughs> Listen, that. But well done, Chris Greer. You did the right thing, and you did it without even having to trade up. This is amazing. Now, all right, so now, look, we're going to do uh, our recap of the first day. But before we, like, end this thing, let's talk about what we want to see the Dolphins do with their other two first-round picks. Well, I, I mean, at this point, having now... uh Having now drafted Tua, you know, you've got to hope. My, the next move that I hope they make, and one that we heard that might be available to them, was the ability to potentially trade up to eight to Arizona's spot. As Arizona was shopping that pick, it might be a possibility the Dolphins could move up and end up getting one of those top, uh, one of those top offensive tackles. Yeah. So that's the key to the puzzle. So where I'm at right now is that's, that's the, as they're showing these highlights of Tua, keep in mind, left-handed quarterback. So the guy that's protecting his blind side is a right tackle. His right tackle, Jedrick Wills, projected to go somewhere in that eight to 15, maybe 10 to 20 range. So there's the potential that the Dolphins could stand pat and he could still be there at 18, but it isn't very likely. And uh, to me, he would be a perfect fit because now you're getting to and you're getting his right tackle. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal. That's what we want to see happen here. Um, I think, Brain, I think what should happen now is that we should hop off. Hop off. We'll have a quick pause here in the show. We'll come back at the end of the evening to recap what has happened uh, tonight over the course of this first round. Um, for now, we're going to hop off. We'll hear some of these interviews with Tua and, and, and get a, a good feel of everything that's going on. And then we will come back after the Dolphins make their final picks this evening to sort of recap the entire first round. But as far as I'm feeling right now, it's going to be really hard for the Dolphins to blow this draft now because the key piece to the puzzle. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, it, I mean it you, might got still 14, be you got 14 more picks. If you blow the other 13, it's still good, but it's, it'd be, it would be kind of a disaster. But big thing is the biggest piece of the puzzle has been secured. The Miami Dolphins have their quarterback of the future, assuming that he can stay healthy. That's going to be the big question mark. It's going to be the question mark that leads us to the season. It's going to be the question mark that follows Tua around probably until he wins the Super Bowl for Miami, until he is able to prove that he can last a full 16 or who knows, maybe 17 game schedule in the NFL. But the fact is the Dolphins have him. He's, he's their guy. It's done. <laughs> 
we can all take a deep breath and relax. The Dolphins got it right. They picked the right quarterback. And now, now let's see if they can get all those supplemental pieces. And I tell you what, assuming the 2020 season happens in some way, shape, or form, Miami Dolphin fans finally have something to be legitimately excited about. Brain, let's take a quick break. And when you hear from us again, it'll be after the Dolphins have finished their first round draft picks. We'll talk to you in just a sec. Uh, it's unethical and morally reprehensible as far as I'm concerned. Miami really tanking! With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tung- Yes! 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 They did it! They didn't screw it up! Yes! And we are back here on the same old Dolphin show after the Miami Dolphins completed their first round of action in the NFL draft for 2020. They ended up with three picks as they entered in with the only sort of change to the arrangement was that they traded down with the Green Bay Packers. They traded the 26th pick to Green Bay for Green Bay's 30th pick and also pick number 136, which is in the fourth round. So the Dolphins moved down out of 26 to 30, and uh, they made their picks. They made their final two picks of the day at 18 and 30. So we'll start with pick number 18, which is where the Dolphins filled a need that they needed to address, and that was on the offensive line, drafting offensive tackle Austin Jackson from USC and this is a guy who maybe wasn't one of the top tier of off well certainly wasn't one of the top tier of offensive tackles or offensive linemen available in the draft but he was one of the best that was available and the Dolphins decided to go with him over uh, over uh, Josh Jones in the first round and uh you know, the Dolphins, look, they got some protection on the left side. He's a he's a natural left tackle. So there remains to be seen what exactly the Dolphins' plan is on the offensive line. Do you just move Jesse Davis over to the right side and hope that he is there to protect Tua? The other side of the coin is with is is in all likelihood Tua is not going to be your starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins this year. I, I would I would pump the brakes if you think that that's what's going to happen. I think it's in all likelihood Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starter for the Miami Dolphins for most, if not all, of the 2020 season, whatever that ends up looking like. And so I think that gives the Dolphins a little bit of time to work with Austin Jackson because by all accounts he is a guy that is going to need some work. He's 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 not necessarily game ready immediately right off the bat. And now there's a number of things that you could say. Well, is this is that, you know, is a project what you want to be drafting at number 18? I don't know, but this is somebody that the Dolphins obviously felt pretty good about. So they made the pick at 18. And Brain, what are your thoughts? So it was a reach, uh, definitely a reach, uh, but at the same time, we kind of knew going into this pick, if they stayed at 18, watching the run of offensive linemen come off the board uh, in front of them, we kind of looked at it. We knew that offensive line was the team's biggest need after quarterback. 
so the question was, can you afford to wait on the offensive line or do you just take the best offensive lineman available there? We'd even talked uh, about potentially moving up from 18, whether it was going to be to, to 8 or to 12 or 13 or 14. I thought where San Francisco was picking at 13, I thought yeah, that was a spot where maybe we could move up if we liked Tristan Wirf, uh, Wirfs. Uh, Tampa Bay ended up doing that, only having to go up one spot with San Francisco, so obviously needing to give up you know, far less. Uh, so the Dolphins seemed content to sit at 18. They obviously liked Austin Jackson, and... I think most people had him projected as a late first, early second. Um, most most people probably in the second round. So in that regard, it was it was a reach. But the Dolphins clearly had him as their top offensive lineman available after the top four, uh, which were pretty consensus uh, in whatever order you wanted to put them: Thomas, Becton, uh, Werfs, and Jedrick Wills. And after those guys were gone. Look, this was the next offensive lineman off the board. So he's clearly the the top guy that the Dolphins had available. This was clearly a pick where the Dolphins put need over best player available. Uh, so that being said, uh, when you look at the actual pick, uh, there are things that I like and there are things that that I that give me pause. Uh, the fact that he's, you know, raw, that he's young, that. They say he's got a lot of potential, but he didn't necessarily stand out as being a great player. Those things always give me pause when you're drafting a guy in the first round because, yes, you want upside. Uh, ultimately, you want upside when you're drafting these players because you're not picking them. to. If you're drafting a guy based on pro readiness, that that's a losing strategy because when you, when you're drafting players you should be looking at what they project to be 4 5 6 years down the road not what they're going to be in their first and second year so that said this guy has a ton of upside but when you're taking a first round pick you also want some safety in that pick and this feels like a bit of a boomer bust pick um so i wasn't i wasn't in love with it but the more i read about it is that he got better as the season went on. He seemed to have a solid year. And at the end of the day, this was a guy that, look, you're either going to take him with your 26 pick or if you trade it down to 30, you're going to take him at 30. If you love the guy and you love his upside, I don't really have a huge problem with the pick. I thought it was an okay pick. I thought it was a bit of a reach, but I understood the reach. And I like the fact that he's got upside. Yeah, so the Dolphins now have a, a, a piece to add to the offensive line. I, I would be surprised if they were done adding uh, pieces to the offensive line in this draft, but they've got their first piece, and that's perhaps the most important at this point. I think they'll probably be looking for somebody who maybe is more of a natural fit on the right side, you know, to pair with, you know, somehow you got to protect Tua Tagovailoa going through the future, but... Um, you know, that's also not necessarily something that needs to be addressed this year. It might be something that they could be looking at, you know, the 21 draft for, especially if you're not planning on on having Tua play a whole lot over the course of this season. So Dolphins had uh, Jackson in the bank and they, they continued through. They watched a, 
a number of receivers go off of the board, so they weren't able to get any of the, the top receiving prospects. And then at 26, it there was a moment on Twitter, it was really interesting, there was a moment on Twitter where somebody tweeted out that the Dolphins were, were going to be drafting DeAndre Swift, and uh, a lot of people got really excited about that with the Dolphins potentially taking Swift to 26. But then word started to filter out that actually... Uh, the Dolphins were talking to Green Bay about trading down, and that's ultimately what happened. The, the Packers wanted that 26th pick, so they gave the Dolphins pick number 30 and 136. The Packers used uh, the the 26th spot to draft Jordan Love, which was a little bit of a shocker, I think. and A little bit. Which is going <laughs> to set up, sets up some really interesting drama out in Green Bay. It seems like... Uh, Green Bay is doing to Aaron Rodgers now what they had once done to Brett Favre. But anyway, that I'll save that for the same old Packers podcast. Um, meanwhile, the Dolphins moved down to thirty, and there were still some. Uh, there were some other choices on the offensive line. Uh, a lot of uh, good safeties out there. Um, Delpit, McKinney, all those guys were still out there for the Dolphins to grab. And instead, the Dolphins threw a little bit of a curveball, drafting Noah Igbenogany. Did I say that right? Noah Igbenogany? Yeah, I think you did. Igbenogany. Igna. Igbenogany. Yeah, Igbenogany. Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany. Do, 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 do. Igbenogany. Sorry, I couldn't couldn't help myself. It's very late. It's very late. It's after midnight. I, I'm turning into a pumpkin. Uh, yeah, the Dolphins uh, drafting this quarterback. Igbenogany. That's going to that's gonna be really tough. Well, I can't wait for him to get Between a, him and Tagovailoa, what a hell of a I draft. I know. We, the Dolphins, I saw somebody tweeted out that after the 2020 season, uh, you know, in the 2020 season, the Miami Dolphins are going to lead the NFL in vowels. Um, Certainly in letters. Yeah, absolutely. So the Dolphins uh, drafting Noah Igbenogany, and now they have a, a pretty loaded cornerback crew. Uh, Brain, it's between between uh, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and, and Noah Igbenogany. Uh, it's getting a little crowded out there at quarterback for your Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, and don't forget, uh, you also have uh, Bobby McCain and you also have Nick Needham. Needham. Right. Uh, and you still have Cordrea Tankersley. Uh, I talked about this. I touched on this in the draft preview show a bit uh, that they're going to want to draft a corner because you're not going to be wanting to pay what we're paying our two corners. Uh, you're not going to want to be paying that much money for your two corners for very long. You can do it for a, for a short amount of time uh, because you've got so much roster flexibility with all this cap space that you have. But keep in mind, Xavier Howard's guaranteed money is up after... Uh, you know, the next two years. And to me, what this, this pick is, is this is the corner that they're hoping to be waiting in the wings. Look, he's going to give them depth there. Uh, he's a track star. He certainly gives them a lot of speed, uh, that they don't necessarily have. Um, 
but this this gives them a guy that they're hoping to groom into a starting cornerback uh, that can be waiting in the wings and eventually. I think the plan is going to be to to shop Xavier Howard. Yeah, that's what I was uh, going to ask you. I, I think you know if if Igbenogany turns out to be the player that they want him to be, I think you could certainly see the Dolphins turning Xavier Howard into some more high draft picks and and yeah, really well, and using I, that to get to continue to pick up draft capital for next season's draft. And, you know, it's very, very early. But I think we're, we're you know, with two days left of this draft and, you know, a long time before whatever version of the 2020 season is going to be begins. But you can see at this point, Brain, pretty clearly in my mind, that the plan that was implemented when Chris Greer and Brian Flores took over this franchise, as far as on the the general management and, and head coaching side, the plan that they have implemented is being put together. And I, I think it's you can really sort of see a trajectory should, that that if the Dolphins stay on this trajectory and the 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 picks pan out the way that you would hope that they would you can see a trajectory where this Miami Dolphins football team is starting to be a legitimate contender in a couple of years i mean yeah yeah there there's a long way to go but certainly that's the hope uh but i i don't want to gloss completely over this because the fact is is that this was a shocking pick the Igbenogany pick was one that nobody saw coming, and this is another pick that I think most would consider a reach. I think this one more of a reach than the other one. Most people had Igbenogany as a mid to late second round pick. Um, I guess I guess some people could argue that he that he was a guy with a lot of upside, but this is another guy that was not extremely productive, actually was not even particularly productive, only had one interception in his two years of playing corner. Uh, he, he changed position from wide receiver. He's considered more of an athlete. He's extremely raw, has questionable footwork and fluidity and, um, and struggles in diagnosing. So the mental aspect of the game is not something that he's particularly strong at. He's simply an athlete that they fell in love with at the combine that they feel like they can mold. And that's great, but I don't love that in the first round. And look, this may turn out to be a great pick. I love that they're going after upside. They're saying, hey, we got a lot of picks. If we go after upside on every pick and we hit, you know, half of them, then we're going to have seven, maybe eight. I mean, because right now we're up to 15 picks because <laughs> right. we got Dolphins another, made, we got another. They've made yeah. three picks. They've got 12 to go. Right. So we're up to 15 picks. We might be up to 16 picks by the end of it. So we, you might be talking about seven, eight high upside picks, which is fantastic to think about. But um, th- this one confused me. It was a bit of a head scratcher because of the players that were dropping. That were there, um, quality safeties. Uh, look, 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, that I know more about this defense than Brian Flores. It's his freaking defense. You know, it's Brian Flores' defense. So he clearly had input on this. Um, but from what we've seen is that Brian Flores, you know, likes to have a lot of safeties. And maybe that's what this is. This is, hey, we, we really like this guy as an athlete. We like the safeties that are there. We feel like, uh, with the, the pick that we have coming up, what is it? Number 37, 37, 39. What's, what's our, I'm uh, pulling it up right now. Yeah. We've got, I mean, with with our first pick in the second round, there are safeties that are there. Um, we've got the 39th pick, so we're we're only seven picks away, um, and you still have safe like quality. I mean, really, all the safeties are there. So McKinney is still there. Winfield is still there. Duggar is still there. Grant Delpit is still there. Um, I think they have to if they want to get a safety as well. They probably feel pretty good about it. The question is, though, if they use that pick now on another defensive back, then they've got a little bit of a wait until the until their next pick. Um, I guess they have number 56, which is the one that they got from New Orleans. Then you're looking at offensive line with that pick. And so that's where, you know, maybe you're looking at interior offensive line. Maybe you're looking at another tackle. Who knows how far Josh Jones goes. He went from being potentially a guy that we were targeting at 18 to not being taken at all in the first round. So he's a guy that, that could be there. Obviously, the running backs um, have been a little bit of a talk. Uh, the running This seems to be a trend in the league that uh, nobody wants to take a running back in the first round anymore unless they're super elite. And then the super elite ones t- tend to go in the first half of the first round. And then after that, everybody tends to wait until the second round. And then all those teams that picked in the top 10 that passed on the on a running back but still need one, that's where the run on running backs tends to happen. And I, I think what we're going to see in the in the early stage of tomorrow in round two is we're going to see a run on running backs and we're going to see a run on safeties. Yeah, I mean, there was only one running back taken in the first round. It was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he was the last pick of the first round going to Kansas City. Um, so, yeah, wouldn't surprise me to see some running backs go off the board at all on day two of the draft. So, Brain... Take a moment now. Step back. First night of the 2020 NFL Draft is in the books. Your Miami Dolphins have come away with quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, tackle Austin Jackson, and cornerback Noah Igbenogany. God, Igbenogany. Igbenogany. This is going to be. This is a moment that's going to live in Igbenogany. Oh, jeez. I got I got all the ignomin uh, all the puns for the guy whose last name I can't even say. Um, but anyway, take a step back now. Look at these three picks and how would you? It's early, but after day one of the draft, how would you grade the job that Chris Greer has done thus far? Okay. Well, first off, everything has to be taken under the the specter of they could not have done a better job <laughs> uh, for that first pick, 
for the for the number five pick. They got the guy that was at the top of their board, the guy that they would have taken number one. Well, maybe they wouldn't have taken him number one because, I mean, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't have. But the guy that they've been wanting for a year and a half, they got him at number five and they didn't have to trade to get him. And they masterfully used the media and the smoke screens and everything uh, to keep everybody guessing and did not did not flinch at all. So Chris Greer, that is, they knocked that out of the park. That's A++. plus plus. That it's as perfect as you could have played it. Uh, the rest of the draft, I think, is underwhelming. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I'm, I'm not gonna like kill it. I'm not gonna crush it. But uh, you know, the Austin Jackson pick when they took him, I said, eh. You know, I understand it, but it doesn't. You know, it's not without question mark. It's not one that they knocked out of the park, and it's not one that I feel terribly confident in. So I said, eh, it's like a C, a C plus. Uh, and then the Igbenogany pick, uh, I think that's the biggest question mark. Uh, again, upside, but major reach. And with the players that were there, I think this is a below average pick. To be perfectly honest, I would give this one like a D. But... When you're getting Tua <laughs> at number five and you played it as perfectly as you did and you have all of these picks, uh, it's kind of hard to come out of this day feeling anything less than thrilled to be a Dolphins fan. Absolutely. Um, so, so overall in the day one, I still say it's an A, but, uh, my excitement waned as the, as the round went on, which is not rare <laughs> but but when you have three picks there's all this excitement about what those picks can be and uh there what they they didn't you know sometimes you see these drafts where a team has three first round picks and you come out of it and you're like damn that team really knocked it out of the park they really killed it and i didn't really come away with that as a dolphins fan uh, with this pick, I, I, I think, look, you got three picks and most teams had one. So obviously you, you're going to come out way more successful with your first round than, than most teams do. Uh, especially if you hit on the quarterback, because that's the most important thing. But, uh, I was underwhelmed with, with the other two picks. I hope that they work out. I like that they're upside, but I, I would like to see, uh, I, I'm really intrigued to what they, what they do tomorrow. Uh, they've got three picks tomorrow. They might be able to trade it back up uh, and and come up with another one, but we'll see what they do. I mean, the next three picks, look, they got six. We currently have scheduled to have six picks in the first 70. My thought was, if you come away with Tua, three starters on the offensive line, and then a couple of playmakers, wherever they are, a couple of players that are going to be starters, you come away with six starters in the first 70 picks. I mean, that's an A plus draft. So we'll see. We'll see what they come away with. And, and again, you have to keep in mind a lot of these picks, you know, people are going to have opinions on them. They're going to say, well, I, you know, I'll have opinions on them. This is a good pick. It's a bad pick, but really we don't know. And even with, a, even with Tua, I mean, look, we all love that pick because this is a guy that we've been wanting for a year and a half, but. We don't really know. And we're not really going to know until they strap it up and, and they actually get on there and play meaningful games of football. But, uh, 
it's certainly exciting and uh uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what they do and come away with tomorrow. I think uh, if they can come away with at least one more offensive lineman, uh, if not two, uh, another defensive back, and then maybe they maybe they do get a running back. Uh, I think you know that would that would go a long way. I, of course, if they could just solve this all whole offensive line thing and just attack it and get get another tackle, get a guard or a center and just go in and say, look, we got three starters out of this draft on the offensive line to add to, to flowers. And then whoever we can, you know, we still have Jesse Davis and who knows who will sign next year. Uh, that would be pretty exciting to me. Yeah, well, and there's still rumors out there floating around that the Dolphins may try to trade for Joe Tooney from uh, New England. So that would be certainly a move to bolster the offensive line as well. But uh, certainly, certainly an exciting evening. And, you know, as Dolphin fans, longtime Dolphin fans, it's there have not been a lot of opportunities to say what I'm about to say. But it's an exciting time to be a Miami Dolphin fan. And I think I think even the most cynical of us Miami Dolphin fans would have to be able to step back and go, hey, this is a good time. We're, we're taking we're taking positive steps forward and we're feeling good. So uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up for our night one of the draft coverage. We are not going to be doing another show until the entirety of the draft has been completed. Uh, we're going to take our time getting that out to you. Um, we'll take it back. We'll sit back and and watch how it all unfolds, and then we'll come back in and and we'll sort of review the draft as a whole and sort of evaluate what the Dolphins are doing. And then from there, we'll sort of, <laughs> the thing is that after this draft is where things get really uncertain because the NFL has been proceeding as though, you know, nothing was going on. You know, as I, as I mentioned in the intro to the last episode, the NFL has been sort of Treating this moment where all of these other sh- sports were shut down, the NFL was largely proceeding with its off-season programming as normal. So free agency more or less happened as normal. You know, rather than teams meeting in person, they were meeting virtually. But all of the signings and all of that still happened as normal. The draft, although it t- certainly doesn't look like a typical NFL draft, is still happening. And it's this sort of sports-adjacent thing that people have to get excited about and that's been like the fun thing about the NFL is that it's been sort of existing in its off-season mode because the NFL you know for uh, for hardcore NFL fans the NFL never really stops it keeps going all through the off-season and now we're getting to that place where the NFL and its forward momentum is gonna have to start slowing down just by nature of the fact that we just don't know what's going to go on with this coronavirus thing but in the meantime while 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 things just are going to be slowing down in the weeks to come for now we've still got two more days of NFL draft and hopefully these are going to be two more days of excitement and exciting times for uh, your Miami Dolphins. So, Brain, why don't you tell everybody, as always, I th- we haven't done a show together in so long, I almost forgot how this works. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? The people can find me on Twitter, at Aaron the Brain. Uh, yeah, 
They can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. I almost forgot how this whole thing works. Hey, you want to plug your trivia gimmick? I know they won't let you plug the podcast over there. <laughs> they won't let yeah, you got, plug the. I got into some trouble about that. They won't let you plug the today. podcast over there. But if you want to plug your trivia gimmick, so that people who are sitting at home, you know, want to join in and, and play trivia on the Facebook well, with you, why don't you why don't you give them a plug? Well, I'm. This is what I'll say. We don't yet, I and mean, we, we're not sure exactly when our next game is going to be, but if you follow uh, South Florida trivia or Tampa trivia or Central Florida trivia uh, on Facebook, uh, we will be scheduling games, and there's a good chance. Well, if you, go, if you follow South Florida trivia, uh, whatever game we schedule on there for South Florida trivia, even if it's on another Facebook site, uh, Facebook page for a different market that will be hosted by me almost guaranteed. So if you want to see me host trivia, if you're, you know, bored and you're, or you're, play. Uh, if oh you yeah. Well, play. you want to play. Yeah. You, you're obviously you're going to play. You're not just going there to watch. It's, it's kind of boring if you're just watching and not playing. So yeah, if you're, if you're bored and you like trivia and you want to play some trivia while you're cooped up in quarantine, Go on to South Florida Trivia on Facebook and uh, check out Challenge Entertainment and everywhere where we're going to be at. There you go. Well done. And you could follow me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. If the show is at Same Old Dolphins, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're we're tweeting more and more from uh, those accounts as we are heading into this exciting time of year. So give us a follow if you haven't already. If you have not already, head over to I, Apple Podcasts. I keep wanting to say iTunes. It hasn't been iTunes for almost a year now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Follow us, rate, review, subscribe. Leave us a positive review. Leave us some feedback. Uh, it is all appreciated and welcome. So we hope that you will do that as well. And of course, every episode of the same old Dolphin Show is available on DolphinsTalk.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. And it is just overflowing with new content right now. DolphinsTalk.com daily is putting out podcasts. Perfectville, Fins, uh, the Fin Fans podcast, Two Old Dolphins, everything on the network. It's it's blown up over there at DolphinsTalk.com. So make sure you're visiting that website every single day for uh, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football over there on DolphinsTalk.com. I think that's, uh, that's everything, if I'm, unless I'm forgetting something else that I... Plug. This is what happens when I haven't done the show for a couple of months. But anyway, that'll wrap us up. We'll be back, as I said, after the draft wraps up to review everything and take a look at how the Dolphins did and where they go from here. But in the meantime, continue to stay safe, continue to stay healthy, take care of yourself and each other. And we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins! The greatest of all teams, we take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen.